Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another segment of the Cisco and Falzon Hour, Broadcasting Politics tonight. Excellent show we're having tonight. We have, um, like to welcome our host, co host, Mr. Mark Falzon. How are you, Mark? Mark? Okay. So, we definitely have an interesting program tonight. Um, we have Luis Miguel. He's a writer, political strategist, conservative activist, Christian patriot based out of the state of Florida. And he'll be here in five minutes. Well, another week of COVID-19 is being revealed, exposed. Different folks are coming around the country. Nurses and doctors are coming out and exposing the scam. Not that the, the, it's not a real virus. Don't get me wrong. It is. But now these governors have taken this to the next level, which is basically they're scamming everyone. I'll give you a case. In, in the state of New York, New York City, 65% of the patients were not in hospitals. They were in homes. They were in homes that act, they actually die, and they die from, not from COVID-19, underlying conditions, cancer, heart attack. But they were basically classified as COVID. That's the reason the state of New York, the majority of the patients that account for the majority of the deaths in the United States basically come from the state of New York. New Jersey, and the state of Michigan. So you, you're getting this picture where a lot of nurses and doctors are coming on saying, hey, majority of the hospitals are basically empty. Most of the hospitals are not making any money because a lot of the, the selective surgeries that were supposed to be performed, they were basically banned in these blue states, democratic states. And a lot of nurses and doctors are basically very upset with the lies, especially the incident that happened in Grand Rapids, Michigan, by CBS and hospital administrators. This was an undercover stint. And I have to get, I'll tell you, Project Veritas, they're fantastic. Uh, and they did an undercover where they caught these crisis actors portraying that there was a huge, huge insurgent of, of, of patients. So they're getting exposed. They're getting exposed to what actually is happening in today, in the crisis that was a crisis. But now it's out of control. It's all about money now. You know, if you are a regular patient, you, the hospitals will charge you five grand. But if they classify you as a COVID-19, they get 13000 And if they put you on a ventilator, it's $39,000. Okay? That actually tells you what the underlying problem is. It's about the money. You know, especially in, in New York State, in New York, they have come out 
and they have basically said, Governor Cuomo, we're going to take infected COVID-19 patients, and we're going to allow them to go into nursing homes. A great number of, of the actual deaths in, in New York State and New York City have been patients in nursing homes, just like in, in the state of Washington. And that was done on purpose. And there's an investigation, a federal, federal investigation against uh, little whiny boy uh, Cuomo, okay, because he intentionally let infected patients go into a nursing home, okay? He was the one who insisted, he was the one who insisted that we needed more ventilators. We needed more hospitals because the hospitals are being overwhelmed. Well, what happened to the, uh, what happened to the U.S. Navy Comfort? It had to go back to Norfolk, Virginia. It basically attended and, 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 and had only 90 patients. And all those hospitals that were built in such a quick time by the U.S. Army of, of, of Engineers at the Jacob Javits on West 34th Street and 11th Avenue in New York City. What, has, what happened to them? Nothing. But let me bring in our guests and our co-hosts. And we already have some uh, individuals on the line, if you can hold off. We're going to in, in, interview and um, introduce Mr. Luis Miguel. Like I said, he's a writer, political strategist, conservative activist, and a Christian patriot based out of Florida. Welcome, Luis. Cisco, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. There's nowhere else I'd De- rather be tonight than here with you. De- definitely. We're excited to have you. And Mark, <laughs> how are you? I'm fine, thanks. But let's get on with the show. No need for pleasantries. Let's get into the into work. <laughs> Definitely, Luis. I, I I've been reading your articles and and what you've been writing it in the New American Magazine, and and I think you're a fantastic writer, and and you have a bright future ahead. And um, but let's like Mark said, let's get into it. Uh, the number one individual most popular individual in the left-wing media now today is mr bill gates you know he's the most you know you know everyone tends to make fun of uh president trump but they say well you know he's not a he's not a doctor you know he, he what does he know about medicine but these are the very same people that listen to a 16 year old talk about climate change greta thunberg <laughs> from sweden how ridiculous is that Wait. Cisco, Cisco, not not only that, they're all worshiping Bill Gates. I thought the That's Democrats true. wanted all the billionaires drawn and quartered <laughs> and their assets seized. What happened with the sudden adoration of the white old guy billionaires, multi-billionaires? Hey, well, Isn't that the, di- the difference is that he's a Democrat, so we, we, gotta have, we have to exclude the Democrats. But, Luis, definitely – What's your take on this? I know that I've read some of the articles and some of the things that you've posted. Uh, Bill Gates, you know, everyone's uh, mainstream media keeps saying that, you know, this is a conspiracy. My God, you know, Bill Gates, he never said that. Well, he's been on the show. He's been on the Stephen Colbert show. You know, he's talking. You know, he gets this. My title uh, uh, for the show is World Shocked as Bill Gates gets sexually excited by global collapse. 
you know, uh, what is your what is your take on, on on this guy? Who made him the king of of, of vaccines and, and, and global collapse? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, who made him the king of all this? Well, in short, if you want to be frank, the deep state. You know, Bill Gates, obviously a powerful figure, a lot of money, clearly deep pockets to pull from and furthering the globalist agenda. Back in the other day, he's another front man for the deep state. They're extremely powerful forces at work that are using him to further their agenda. And, uh, well, as we can see, what, a, what an agenda it is. You've got forced vaccinations, eugenics, uh, sterilization, population control, all tied together. And Bill Gates right now really is at the center of it, pulling all these different agendas together, forcing them on the public, taking advantage of with this mass hysteria over the COVID virus right now. It's a crisis of their own manufacturing, and naturally, mm-hmm. because they create it, now they're able to present the solution. And uh, sadly, it's a solution. It's not going to help people out, as so many want to believe. It's actually going to destroy many, many lives by the time they're through, if we let them get away with it. Right, right. Uh, well, we have a, we have a question. 804-798, do you have a question for Louise? I just came across your show, yes. I'd love to see if he might take an interest in who I am as a global yeah. visionary and a, a patriot, a Vietnam era veteran, and a whistleblower. I'd like to share my name and direct you to a big website that has a front page Wall Street Journal article I was written up in, in 1983, which triggered an investigation that eventually led to the resignation of Jim Wright from. Speaker of the House in shame. Right. Yeah, go, go ahead. Do uh, you, you have a question? Or, or, or yeah, if I can give my name and direct you to this big website so you can look it over, yeah. and I have solutions that will uh, bring uh, – it's like a Pac-Man game of transparency that will follow the money trails back to the elites and force them to change their ways, otherwise be dealt with legally. Uh, my name yeah, is – Hugh, H-U-G-H, mm-hmm. the last name Trollson is spelled T like Tom and R-A-U-L-S like Sam, E like Edward and like Nancy. And the big website, just Google my last name Trollson, again, T-R-A-U-L-S-E-N, the second word, and A-N-D, and the third word Trump, T-R-U-M-P. It will bring you to a page on a website rootingoutcorruption.weebly.com and in the menu just look for where the Wall Street Journal article is with attachments and look over all the pages. It's quite interesting. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So uh, we'll we'll definitely take that into account, but do you have a question for for Luis? Well, I'd like to know because uh, there's different factions of global elites and they love chaos and keeping people totally confused. I uh, I'm looking for uh, people in office that will do what John F. Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do, but what you can do for your country, being ethical, moral, and transparent. Everything is right. secrecy and manipulation, and I've heard that there are like 27 levels of secrecy above the president. Everything's kept in compartments, and nobody has a full picture except those at the very top. So that's why I'm bringing out strategies that will really uh, bring the transparency where it needs to go. 
No, and we definitely appreciate okay, thank that. Thank you very we, much, we, sir. Yeah, yeah, we definitely, we definitely appreciate that. So, Louise, uh, in regards to this global elite, uh, the deep, deep state, the, the NWO, how, w- w- this whole hysteria, this whole uh, hype that has been pushed on to by the uh, mainstream media, which is a, a you know they're they're a com- they're complicit, they're complicit in this whole this whole push for the new world order, which is basically something that I thought will ha- would happen in 2030, but they're, they're, they're basically moving really quick on this. And where do you see this going in regards? Because they, they have a lot of minions. They have a lot of, they have a right. lot of servants. You know, the governors of, uh, of, the, of these Democratic blue states, hey, they're going to be rewarded. They're going to be rewarded. Where do you see, the, uh, where do you see this going, uh, the next level? The, uh, pandemic 2. Because that's what I'm calling. Pandemic 2 is, is going to be coming soon. I mean, exactly. And you can already see that. I mean, a lot of these people, Gates, Fauci, WHO, all these different organs serving the deep state, they're already saying it, that we're going to see another one eventually. They're even talking about with the same coronavirus with this one. They were going to see another wave of it before the year is through. And so, you know, this was kind of... Uh, you could call it testing ground of sorts, this right here, what they're doing. But right. they're using it to usher in a, a new system, overall a new system of control. And uh, a lot of it, of course, in the U.S. at least, being implemented by state governors. They're really the creation of a, of a police state. Uh, you've right. got in Baltimore right now. The city of Baltimore is under aerial surveillance right now uh, all day. You've got people going to their backyards, going to their driveways, they're being surveilled by airplanes in the sky using military technology that was designed to look at terrorists in Iraq, now being used to spy on American citizens. And who's, who developed that technology? It's a company, the, uh, the Arnolds, but they're uh, friends of George Soros and his Open Society Foundations. Mm-hmm. So you've always got these same people, these things coming up. Around the country, you've got drones being implemented in localities, counties, and cities by police departments to watch people. And so there's this real push to institute uh, a, not just a national but a worldwide system in which people are constantly monitored by governments, their, uh, their movements, their actions, their communications, their health, all monitored 24-7. And they're using this as the justification for doing that. And they've been so successful and creating fear in the public that there are people out there literally begging their government to take their rights away and going right. up in arms against those those officials who actually adhere to the Constitution and refuse to do so. And Bill Gates, of course, is you know, going back to him. is right in the middle of this. And uh, uh, you know, a few minutes ago you talked about conspiracy theory and how Gates and all these uh, puppets in the mainstream media like to toss around the word conspiracy theory. And uh, for those of you who are familiar with the New American Magazine and the John Birch Society, which uh, founded the magazine, you know that we've been uh, labeled conspiracy theorists for as long as we've been around. Right. But, uh, I've come to realize that uh, the, the whole term conspiracy theorist, when people start throwing that out to you, that's when you know that you're on the right track. And right. all of this, all of this is intentional and deliberate. FDR, a man who is very much of, uh, a creation of the deep state, famously said that nothing in politics happens by accident. If it happens, you know it was planned that way. 
and when it's planned it's because of an agenda. And so right now, you know, Bill Gates, what's what are one of his underlying agendas? His interest in vaccines, which is where he's taking all of this. Well, we know that Bill Gates, he has been for the longest time uh, in, involved in eugenics and population control. Those have been his big draws. And he sees vaccines as a way of achieving his goals as far as population goes, population control goes. Um, I have a quote here from Bill Gates, actually, if I can just share that. Sure, uh, this is ahead. actually from a 2010, uh-huh, 2010 uh, TED Talk that he gave in front of a crowd. And he said, quote, the world has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, and reproductive health services, we can lower that by 10 or 15%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's saying that the population in the world is too high. We need to bring it down by 10 or 15%. And he said one of the ways we're going to do that, to bring the population down, is by new vaccines. So he flat out admits that part of the his re, part of the reason he's pushing vaccines is because of population control, because they will of it can sterilize people, it's going to kill people. Now he mm-hmm. doesn't deny that, and he has denied he, it. He, he says that I oh, in, you know, you, people miss it. If Gates were a Republican, the Democrats would right. be screaming he's a racist because right. his Absolutely. population explosion is occurring mainly. In Africa and Asia and the Mideast, uh, not the most prosperous of regions. Asia, of course, has you know very wealthy activity going on, but a massive poor population that is growing. Uh, they're the ones that the, where the population is growing exponentially, not in the West. I, I thought the West was having declining um, birth rate. Right. No. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But but go ahead, go ahead, Lewis. So he's a racist. Bill, sorry, I was going to say that absolutely. And Bill Gates, I mean, he and his minions, his friends in the World Health Organization and UNICEF, they've in fact been using uh, Africa, Asia, as their testing ground for all of this. So you're very right on all that. I mean, just uh, years back, uh, you had um, in Kenya, the Kenya Catholic Doctors Association came out against the vaccines that Bill Gates uh, and the U.N. were pushing in that country. And so their spokesman actually said he he called their vaccine. Was was that Obama's village? (laughs) I mean, we can only imagine. I mean, when they came out, here's what they said. Here's what the spokesman of the Kenya Catholic Doctors Association said. He called Bill Gates' vaccination campaign, quote, population control mass sterilization exercise using a proven fertility regulating vaccine. Look, they told people this was going to be to uh, a vaccine for tetanus. But what actually happened, the women to whom they administered it became sterile. They became sterile without their knowledge. And so the, the, the officials from this country actually came out and said, you're using this as population control. And, I mean, another thing also, I mean, again, nothing is by accident, right? Bill Gates, who is his dad? William Gates II. William right. Gates II, Bill Gates' dad, was a top official for Planned Parenthood. All right? Mm-hmm. Hence why Bill Gates has been a huge supporter and donor to Planned Parenthood throughout his life. His dad was part of Planned Parenthood. And Planned Parenthood, well, a lot of you know, 
uh, you know, Margaret Sanger, founder of Planned Parenthood. She was a, a eugenicist. She was a racist who wanted to use abortion as a means to cleanse the gene pool of persons she deemed undesirable, including minorities, especially blacks. So it all comes full circle. So you're right. I mean, the racial aspect, another component of uh, Bill Gates' population control eugenics agenda. Yeah, well, I, I know you mentioned the $6.8 billion. Well, right now we're up to $7.5 billion. So I think their agenda, to a, cer- a certain extent, has not worked out the way they, they thought it was going to work out. Because the population has increased over the, over, the, over the span of those years that he had mentioned that we needed to do. What was 20, 2010 is when he said that? We're in 2020 yeah. now. It's 7.5 billion, but I think getting back to the surveillance aspect, we have drones in New Jersey surveilling everyone that is not do, uh, meeting the, the social guidance uh, guidelines of social distancing, uh, and those drones came from a Chinese Chinese organi- uh, company that is actually providing these drones, the same drones that they were used in Wuhan and in all over China. So we, we are basically using Chinese surveillance tools to basically monitor our own people now. That's right. That's absolutely right. I mean, we are becoming basically a satellite of China, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what the deep state wants. I, a lot of people have to understand, sometimes people have a hard time understanding how the deep state operates. There's lots of... The, uh, I mean, the deep state, and largely because of how it originated, because of the wealth of the U.S., I mean, it was largely based, still is, in the U.S., a lot of these financiers, these global elites, these billionaires. But these are men without any national loyalty, obviously. I mean, they're seeking the destruction of their own country. And uh, they operate using different countries, and China has now become a huge part of their battle plan. I mean, communist China was a full creation of the deep state. We can go back in history and see right. how uh, operatives of the deep state um, surrendered, basically, uh, the Chinese nationalists to the communists when they were having their civil war completely sabotage them, allowed the communists to come to power. And then U.S. policy towards China over the last almost century has been uh, always empowering the communists. And, and you had Nixon goes to China normalizing relationships with them and sending our manufacturing over them. So communist China is an instrument of the deep state. And the way, the way they're using it now is because they realize that the American people, the American people, uh, you know, there's always a lot, there's liberals out there, there's uh, totalitarians, but by and large, the American people are freedom-loving and Christian. It's very mm-hmm. hard for them, right, to use them, uh, the U.S. because of that as the, the main block for the new world order whereas China is much more malleable ground to do so because it's a place that one ruled by communists, but it's also a place that doesn't have a Christian religion as the basis and never had a, a Republican basis the way the U.S. did, even before the country was founded. Obviously, the people who settled it, the pilgrims and all, had a tradition of self-government going back to the bank and card in Britain. They didn't have that in China. And so it's a very, it's very easy for totalitarianism, authoritarianism, to take root and uh, and continue there, and so they want to use China to usurp America's places, dominant world power, weaken America's power strength in China, and then have China uh, 
basically take control of everything and use that as their main country to rule all the world rather than the U.S. Right. Very good point. Very excellent point. But I, I, I think another factor is that they have allowed the deep state and, and the globalists have allowed China to start buying up uh, the food plants, uh, bill, uh, real estate, basically incorporating a lot of a lot of their business, moving money out of China into the U.S. Because once 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 the Chinese or any other country has control of the food production, we're done. We're done as, uh, as a country. Exactly. And that's, you know, it's been one of the biggest lies that has been propagated by uh, those who claim to be conservatives and you know, the fake conservatives that control opposition, the rhinos, that uh, for the longest time they've had the doctrine of what they call free trade. And they use that intellectual justification to, to basically sell out all of our economic base, our manufacturing, our food, everything. And they use that under the guise of free trade, uh, condemning so-called protectionism, which our country really was founded on. Um, and as a result of that, these uh, fake conservative gate- gatekeepers, you know, we, we're now reaping the fruit of that. You know, we're now seeing where um, in moments of crisis, we don't have the food we need. We don't have the... Uh, the medical equipment we need or other supplies we don't have our supply chains are lacking because we're so dependent on china who is not only a foreign <laughs> supplier but a rival one one that constantly seeks to undermine us as a country right definitely hey mark now, you have a you, know, you have a question wait here oh, wait uh, i i gotta make a point here what's surprisingly yeah. naive about these new world order globalist leftist uh, enemies is that say they're successful in what our guest is speaking. Uh, China rises, the United States falls. Uh, we're dealing with the Chicoms. So if they became successful, I could see them, ooh, let's have a big celebration. Everybody get together and then they'll kill them all. Don't these realize this? Jesus, are they naive, these globalists? They want to put their hands the power and the money in the hands of people that would, wouldn't think twice of having mm-hmm. them shot. How naive. And I'm sorry, I had to throw that in. Very good point. Very good point. But, you know, getting back to, um, getting, uh, Luis, getting back to this whole thing with the mainstream media, you know, anything that Bill Gates, uh, that we basically exposed Bill Gates for, they're coming back with the all conspiracy theorists. But, Something that really struck me on your homepage was the, the, the MIT research that have, was developed, developed in a novel, novel way to record a patient's vaccine history. They can store the data in a pattern of dye, invisible to the naked eye, that's delivered under the skin at the same time that, gets vaccinated, that, that the person gets vaccinated. And, and the reason behind that is... They're trying to really make it like this is something that is so critical because in developing countries, they cannot keep track of everyone who's been vaccinated. So they'll stick the vaccine underneath uh, on you, and then underneath there, they'll store all your medical history. It's like the, the mark of the beast, a uh, chip. Yeah. And, and that's no, something that, 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 yeah, go ahead. 
And I was just going to say that, I mean, that's the uh, what makes me laugh, honestly, is you have people throwing around the term conspiracy theory. When it's all right there in front of us, I mean, it's, it's not even on a quote-unquote conservative site. This, this MIT News. MIT News, anybody can go ahead, Google this website, find it. The article is titled, is titled quote, Storing Medical Information Below the Skin Surface, end quote. It was mm-hmm. published December 28th, just of last year. Actually, it's my wife's birthday, December 28th. So not even <laughs> some, um, so about half a year ago, six months ago, it was published. And like you said, uh, you know, the article goes over. MIT researchers have developed a novel way of using the dye. They put it under the person's uh, skin. It's invisible to the naked eye, but it can be seen with especially a quick smartphone using an, uh, an infrared light. Right. And so basically, that's you know, you put it in people and. I think the uh, the comparison is perfect. The you know, mark of the beast. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind we're dealing with people who are truly uh, evil, all right. And they mm-hmm. have on their they understand. I mean, they know they know Christian scripture, and I think in their mind they realize that what they're doing and the implications. And for them, that's kind of uh, how they get their jolly, so to speak. Uh, for them, <laughs> they, they they arrive at kind of sick ple- yeah, sick and twisted pleasure out of out of these things. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, a lot. That's why uh, you know a lot of times some people have a hard time even fathoming the death of the evil, because they tend to think that a lot of times people are just motivated by money. You know, most people are good. Most people are good intentioned, and because of that, we have a hard time conceiving of people who truly are evil and how they think. Uh, and so, a lot of times people think that money is the only motivator, which you know, for a lot of people who are involved in this, definitely it is. But once you get to the top of the upper echelons of the, the deep state of the elites. You know, people, they make a few more billion. What difference does it make to them? What really drives them is simply is doing evil, is you know, persecuting Christians, acting against that which is good, acting against the things that they can see in front of them in the scripture. So, you know, that's what we're up against. Definitely. It's, it's power and control. And, and you know, it's been, it's been in the makings for the past 50 years. You know, when the U.N. came out and, and basically a lot of these globalists, their dream from the Rockefellers to the Rothschilds has always been we need to control the world. We need to. Have, but they cannot control the world with 7.5 billion people. So how, how do we get to a, a, a level where we can basically be able to manage controlling maybe 1 billion, maybe 2 billion? You know, China seems to do a really good job with 1.5. Uh, so they, they, you know, like you said, China is the model for total control over their people. I've been to China and, 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 and I've traveled to China and, and I can tell you that the, the, the government has total full control over their people. I mean, there's people are very, they, they, they're walking around like zombies, you know, and that's because everything is monitored. They monitor everything. You know, I, I always tell this story about, we we were on um uh we were in China with my son and 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 there was a individual who was traveling with us it was a group of 50 and they basically did not have a nice time at a restaurant they found the restaurant really dirty they went on their uh email hotmail and they went and they told their family oh it was horrible horrible how dirty you know the next day he couldn't log on to his hotmail account it was totally block, <laughs> you know, you know, they, they, they monitor every conversation. They monitor everything. 
So, you know, this is, this is what the Chinese have done, and they do really well in controlling their people. And that's what the, the, the globalists want to do around the whole world. You know? Yeah. Yep. And yeah. the United States and Donald Trump are in the way for now. Anyway. Exactly. God exactly. help us. You know, hopefully we get four more years of Trump. God help us the next election after that. I'm almost hoping it's one of his sons. Yes, yes. Um, what what do you see, what's your take in regards to the different governors? We see a, a we see a different pattern. We see more cases of COVID nineteen. Well, if they're actually COVID nineteen, um, in blue states, and then in red states we see a, a lower number. I just had I spoke to someone today. They said that they they, they drive you know they're a Lyft driver and and they were talking to one of the nurses at one of these hospitals in Boston, and, and they were saying, you know, we've only had 80 cases of COVID-19, well, 80 cases that were classified as COVID-19, and the, the hospitals are empty. You know, the, the, the ICU, uh, emergency, empty, empty, yeah, totally empty. In Boston, in, Mass- in Massachusetts, it's Massachusetts and, and Michigan are third and fourth in the, after New York and New Jersey. So it, it's definitely – what's your take on that, uh, Luis? And then, Mark. Okay, Luis, go yeah, ahead. I mean, yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, as far as the, the difference with the blue states and the red states, you know, it's a multifaceted mosaic going on. And, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're Democrats. I mean, there's, there's uh, Republicans out there, Republican governors, lawmakers, who are full in on them. On the, uh, the deep state's agenda as well, but obviously we're the sure. Democrats. They're able to handle things and move them more to to where they want, more to their liking. But, I mean, it also goes it goes into um, the people as well and the living conditions of the different populations. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously the virus. There are people who are affected by the virus. The thing about it is that, and what what the media so little focuses on is. Uh, the immune system issue it really it's on people's health and that's also where personal responsibility comes in uh but obviously governments can have some influence there as well i mean um you know people who are affected by the virus are people who have weakened immune systems uh, that's where our elderly come in and then people who are obese as well frankly you know people who suffer from obesity high blood pressure diabetes heart disease these are people who are most getting sick and so obviously they don't want to blow that out there for everyone to hear because they want to have this idea that everybody's in danger, that, you know, everybody from the healthy 29-year-old to the kids, teenagers, perfectly healthy is in danger of dying off from this virus. That's how they instill the fear. Instead of instead of being real with people and saying, you know what, if you're healthy, you're going to be fine. It's people who have weakened immune systems either because of their age or because of their lifestyle that are most in danger. And, so, and telling people to simply exercise good judgment and personal responsibility and deciding, well, you know, I'm kind of in bad shape. I'm going to stay home for a while, but let everybody else go about their daily lives and keep the economy running. And so, but, but then, of course, you know, part of it plays into the conditions of these states, too. I mean, obviously, in a place like New York, where you've got pollution, you've got people crammed into tiny apartments, and you've got um, smog, little daylight, you got have a lot of poor people and homeless people 
and be, where it's people are poor, filthy. they don't have a New good York diet. You know, they don't filthy. have. Yeah, they they live they live they don't live in cleanliness. They live in dirt. They live in grime. So obviously, in those conditions, people are going to get sick. Right. Yeah, Mark, go ahead. Mark. Yeah, I wanted to say, but I read a very lengthy article today about how directors of hospital uh, heart departments from Boston to L.A., the middle of the country to Georgia, they say all their traffic is down 50 to 70 percent, you know, of heart attack victims and stroke victims. And they're wondering what the hell is going on, you know, how, you know, that they've never seen anything like this uh, in the history, and it's happening across the country. And the doctors are wondering, are the people just dying at home? What's going on? So my main point is that the virus has created a situation where all other illnesses, for some reason, aren't being treated. And that's going to, as the doctors were saying, they're hoping they don't get overwhelmed as the pandemic winds down and people come in worse off than if they had come in earlier. And I wanted to make that point about the virus. I, I don't want to say COVID virus because I don't want to be a racist yeah. because COVID means Chinese originated virus, you know, so uh, I, I, I avoid that term. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, no, that's, that, that's very nice of you to say, but the reality is, okay, it's not, it was not made by the Chinese people. It was made by the Chinese Communist Party. That's the CCP. They're responsible for it, not the Chinese people, the government of China. And so I would call it, this is the Chinese Communist virus. That's how I would phrase it. That's okay. Yeah. Yes. That's fine with but, me. But, but you, you are absolutely correct. They said 60 to 70% of the people who have actually died from the virus have died at home. That's the reason a lot of these hospitals are not really overwhelmed as the hysteria media, left-wing media, has been pushing all along that scares the hell out of people, and they actually believe it. You know, the hospitals are empty, and they're losing money. Hospitals in Arizona are basically about to close down because they had to push all the selective surgeries back because they were expecting to be overwhelmed and had no, no uh, uh, beds available, which it has not happened. So, but anyway, uh, yes, you're right. There are Republicans and rhinos that are part of the deep state agenda. And, 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 and I agree with you on that. But I think that the, the, the reason I brought up the distinction between the blue states and the, and, and the, uh, and the uh, red states is that I think the red states have been, been able to manage the so-called crisis, the crisis, a lot better. I mean, we have, we have uh, the state of New York, the state of New Jersey, and the state of Illinois. Their pension systems are, are broke. Uh, uh, Mr. Cuomo in New York has a $15 billion, $14 billion deficit. The California uh, little tyrant, Gavin Newsom, has a $54 billion deficit. Uh, the other uh, airhead uh, from Illinois, Pritzker, another Democrat socialist, he has the pension system is, is, is broke. It's totally broke. So you have these states that have not been able to manage 
their, their, their finances. New York State basically gave, you know, to illegals uh, health care. You know, what, $500 million? That, that, that could have been money that would have gone to the ventilators to, uh, yes, you know, to help the health care. Yes, Cisco, I shared uh, an article today that mm-hmm. says that uh, the governor in New Jersey, our beloved Murphy, you know, being sarcastic, uh-huh. is withholding $2 billion in federal aid that's supposed to go to small businesses and other enterprises affected by the virus because he's hoping to uh, swing that over just to uh, apply it to the state's budget deficit. Right. And, 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 so and, and, he's actually withholding federal aid that the government is the Fed say, okay, here's, here's two bills for uh, small businesses and whatnot. And the governor, you know, who supposedly is looking out for us, is like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's the back pocket and wait. You know, in the meantime, folks suffer. This is the thing that gets my adrenaline going with these Democrats <laughs> and these leftists. That the more true. suffering for them, the better. The more poverty, the better. The more misery, the better. And that's what really gets my juices going against them. Well, that's the reason I, I, mean, bro- I brought up this. Absolutely. Yeah, Lewis, that's the yeah, reason I brought up the whole right about the that. whole. Thing. The whole thing between blue and, and red states. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, yeah. I mean, like you said, the more the more people suffer, the more people are in poverty. The more uh, more people are at work on welfare. That's what they want. Is one, it helps them get more people dependent on them. You know, it's no coincidence that you go out and you see a lot of these places. You know, you see Walmart. You see these big chains still open. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. How are people social distancing? You know, somehow go, going to a park, going to a beach, doesn't meet the so-called social distancing guidelines. But but being all crammed together in the grocery store is right. Doesn't make any sense. But what they and what they want, they have that going on. But at the same time, you have all the small mom and pop shops and businesses, small businesses, mm-hmm. uh, closed, forcing people to close down, and eventually they lose their business because they've been out of work for two months. And so they don't they don't want small businesses to survive. They want you know, these big the big corporations, remember, for the most part, are in league with them. And so just like in China where you have there's the big Chinese corporations working hand in hand with the communist controlled government. A kind of um corpocracy going on there. That's what they wanna have here. Where they they wanna kill off the small guys. But let the big guys get even bigger because they, they control them already. They're working hand-in-hand hand with the government. And, right. and in that way, they make one people more dependent on them. And, um, I mean, they also wipe out, obviously, people's, people's freedom because you're not able to have any competition going on against the big, the big players in business. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have to say that this has to be the smartest virus ever to ever surface in the world because they can choose to basically avoid infecting people at Walmart, Costco, Target, but it affects salons, nail, nail places, and, and parks. It has to be a brilliant virus. It picks and chooses where it can infect people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never seen a virus that smart. 
You know, I mean, that's what they're, they they want to make us because, hey, have we seen Costco? Have we seen Walmart? Have we seen Target? Have they closed down? No, but they want to close down the little mom and pop shops, right? So right. that's where that's where they lose credibility <laughs> with me. You know, when they try to I mean, pass then, this on, then you even go into this, uh, you even go to the store, and you'll see the uh, the line right when you're going to pay, and you've got the little yeah. circles six feet right, six feet, six feet, but then you've got the other line right next to you, like three feet away. So <laughs> you're like six feet from the person in front of behind you, but you're three feet from the person to your side. Like what in the world? Yeah, definitely. Um, so we're, 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 the next thing I, I want to touch on is Donald Trump's reelection. How do you see his reelection, especially in the state of Florida? You're, you're, you're based out of Florida. You know, you have, you have a great governor in, in DeSantis. I, I like him a lot. I think uh, in, in, a, in a very, really uh, top-notch um, Speaker of the House in the Florida State House in, in Tallahassee. Um, what do you see? Where do you see? In, how, how do you think this is going to play out? Because I have my, my feelings on how, how this is going to play out, but I want to hear your expertise in regards to your political strategist. Uh, how do you see this uh, with, 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 you know, because we, we do have that strong candidate from the Democrat Party, which I don't think he's going to be there. He's going to be replaced by a Hillary or, or, or maybe an Obama. Or I think they're going to come out and say at the last minute, you know, I think he needs to go to a nursing home. We'll, we're going to have to replace mm-hmm. him. That's my feeling. What's your take on it? Yeah, well, I mean, the way I see it, and I'm a, and I'm involved, like you said, here locally. I'm in a, the REC. I'm in a Republican National Hispanic Association. I'm doing right. campaign strategizing and development of campaigns. And so what I can see, I mean, Democrats have done all they can to derail President Trump's re-election chances. Even this whole COVID in part, there's so much that they want to achieve. With it. Part of it, of course, was attack Trump. And you can see the media trying to pin everything on Trump as though he could control a virus, right? But at the end of the day, <laughs> I believe... Not only that Trump is going to be reelected, but I believe that they they know that Trump is going to be reelected. Uh, they know that Biden doesn't have a chance. That's why, like you said, they'll try to replace him with someone else. But even whoever they might put up, whether it's Cuomo, Hillary, will get their their behind handed to them as well. And so they've, I I believe that they've already um, uh, reconciled themselves to that eventuality, which is why they're trying to sabotage him in other ways. That's part of what this COVID thing, you know, they've got people like Dr. Fauci in there and others to try to subtly inf- continue to infiltrate his administration, to try to kind of force his hand in some ways to, to impl- or at least his administration, if not him directly, uh, put in some of the things that they want, some of the controls that they want, uh, knowing that they can't, that they're not going to get him out. So they might as well just continue to try to sabotage from within for the next few years. Right, right. I, I, I definitely, uh, I, I agree that they've been trying to sabotage him. I mean, they came up with the the Russian collusion. By the way, Michael Flynn got basically uh, he's free yeah. now. Uh, and then we had the Ukrainian collusion that President <laughs> Trump was involved, which was in real in reality was Hunter Biden who was out there basically, you know sitting on a board, getting paid $50,000, $100,000, and he did not per month. month 
on a board that he doesn't know anything about gas and oil. But you know what's interesting? All these leftists, all these Democrats, their kids, all of them are working. They hate fossil fuels. They hate fossil fuels. They all work in fossil in the fossil fuel industry. What a hypocrite. Yeah. Aren't they hypocrites? <laughs> I mean... I mean, it's it's really really uh, out of control with this uh, these left wingers, but anyway, um, I just had that's my rant for the night, uh, Mark. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, I want to uh, do my take. But like, first of all, I believe the <laughs> Dems, uh, especially coming from New Jersey, and see what they do here. No mm-hmm. doubt in my mind that that's something up their sleeve. They're going to pull on the convention because don't forget, Biden still doesn't have enough uh, votes. Like he doesn't have enough credits. So the first ballot, you know, he falls short. The second ballot, it's wide open, baby. Wide open. So something's going to be, something's up their sleep, no doubt about it. That, that's how I feel. Plus voting for it. Plus, I have to say this publicly, uh, and people have to hear this. You know, I'm a former Democrat, so I get all the Democrat emails, and I read them. <laughs> and behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, you know, you don't hear this publicly, but they're pushing hard. They're threatening people that Donald Trump is going to close their post office and only the Democrats can stop them. I get four emails about that a day. I also get several emails a day about the mail-in voting. They're really pushing that. So we have to deprive them of those things. Anyway, that's my right. I'll tell you, it's great that you brought up about the mail-in voting and online voting. And, Luis, you, you probably know this already. You know, they, they had this hype. They, 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 they said, in Wisconsin, all those people who went to vote, man, they got infected and it spiked up. Well, they did an a, investigation on that. It was false. No one got uh, infected after, the, uh, after they physically went to vote. Because, you know, the governor of uh, another left wing, Tony Evers, uh, from Wisconsin, um, basically said that he was going to not allow anyone to vote. And then a judge in Wisconsin basically said that was unconstitutional. And they allowed allowed it to vote. But, you know, the media was spiking. Oh, look at all those people voting because they're trying to create that hype, that fear. Don't go to vote because you're going to get infected. Because it's going to benefit the Democrats. The Democrats will find yeah, but, a way. Yeah, but the thing is, only the stupid Democrat voters are the ones that are going to believe that. So they'll actually yeah. be suppressing their own votes. That's true. That's true. I mean, a little naive. Uh, I, I love the. I love when they did the Iowa caucus, and, and I, I've been to Iowa for the caucus when uh, Ted Cruz was running, and one of the things that that really struck me over there. There's a lot of very naive individuals. Uh, I love the state. They were really nice to me, but, you know, I hate to say it, but naive and gullible. So this one voter was asked, why did you, uh, why did you vote for Pete, Mayor Pete, who's, you know, he's uh, gay. There's nothing against homosexuals and everything. Uh, but they said, did you know that he was homosexual? And, they, and she said, no, I would not have voted for him. And this is a Democrat. So, 
So you know, <laughs> a little naive and gullible. But anyway, uh, so you you're 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 looking at uh, at President Trump real, being reelected. Is it going to be a tight race, yeah. or is it going to be a tight race, or how, how do you see it? I see him winning more decisively than he, he did in 2016. I mean, even right. with the you've always got to factor in some voter fraud and all that. But sure. I, I think definitely, I mean, especially with the uh, with the track record that he has right now, the incumbent factor, a lot of people, and even with the COVID thing that came on, a lot of people recognized how much the country prospered uh, in the last four years, the economy soared and all that. And a lot of people taking that into consideration once they get, especially once we get to election day, we get closer and a lot of this is inevitably, I think, kind of subside unless they pull up an, another, you know, one of these other waves of the virus, which they might. But, yeah, that's that's what I would say. At the end of the day, Trump is going to win. He's going to win bigger than 2016, and we're going to have another four glorious years in the White House. <laughs> you know, it's it. It's interesting you bring bring that up. Does every does anyone remember when uh, the virus came out? The market started to fall, right? I mean, it was fear. They said the, we're going to have the greatest depression since worse than 1930. Remember that. Remember those. Well, in today's market, we're back to normal. The Nasdaq has been trending positive up to now. Today, jumped 200 points more. So the market that we were, everyone, the media was saying, we're, we're going to be in, in depression, but we're going to have lines of people lining up for food. That never happened. That never happened. So I, I, I agree with you that, that the Democrats got themselves into a hole. They, they've overplayed their car like they always do, you know, and, and, and they will pay because I think a lot of independents and a lot of even a lot of Democrats are going to vote for Donald Trump again. I mean, Donald Trump has really created a, a, a different environment. You know, he's, he's not someone who's going to sit back and say, yes, yes, yes. I mean, I love when he handles those uh, briefings. You know, the press <laughs> comes out. And you know what? I love the new press secretary. I mean, the... the not the chief of staff, Katie. I forgot her her last name. I don't know if you got you had a chance to see her. I got her name Macaulay or something. The media said, "Do you take back what you said six months ago that what President uh, uh, Trump said that you know the virus was never going to hit uh, the United States?" And then she came back and turned it around and, and gave her all the quotes from all this, these liberal newspapers. It shut them down. That's what you have to do as a conservative Republican. You have to basically attack them the way they attack you. Right, Louis? Louis? Absolutely right. I mean, that's what, that's what Donald Trump does, and that's why he wins. They hit him. He hits back five times as hard. And, uh, well, frankly, that's what we, what we love about him for so long. You know, we got used to all these, these rhino Republicans, opposition, control opposition, and what they do whenever they get attacked. Lie down and ask for some more, but not Trump. <laughs> and I guess that's a lesson. Right now, you know, going into uh, into 2020, I think all of us who can uh, should get involved. Whether you're volunteering, whether you're knocking doors, whether you're making phone calls, or even just sign waving, and you know, get out there and help out the president. 
and help out all, also all those patriots. Because the president, he's got, I mean, everyone knows Trump, but there's a lot of great patriots out there who might not be getting so much attention, who might be in a pretty heated primary against a rhino or trying to pull off an upset in a Democrat district. You know, go out there and help them out whether it's a donation or dedicating some time to their campaign. Uh, now, if I would give any advice to anybody, it'd be get involved locally. You know, a lot of the times, the, uh, uh, the biggest, I mean, the biggest uh, impacts in our communities happen at the local level, uh, exactly. especially even with all the stuff that we're seeing right now from the virus. And I'm tell, I always tell people lately that look at your sheriff's office because a lot of times it's a sheriff or other law enforcement, whoever's in charge in your area, who's going to be the one either enforcing this stuff on you, all this, you know, police surveillance stuff, or if you're like in some of these other great areas where the cons- uh, con- conservative constitutionalist sheriff, they're going to be the ones standing up for you and refusing to enforce all this garbage. Mm-hmm. And so, right. you know, your sheriff's races are so important to your uh, district attorneys, you know, your county commissioners, all these local races, like really get involved and see to it that true constitutionalists are in their patriots who respect your rights and refuse anything that anything that might come down from a federal government if a Democrat ever gets in there or from a, the state government if the Democrats in there. You know, your local are your first and last line of defense. Right. Uh, can you give your 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 uh, let, tell us in regards to where they can uh, anyone who's listening to be able to read your articles and a website or Twitter account so they can they can follow you because you have a, sure. a an exceptional bright future ahead. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, anyone who wants to follow me, go ahead. You can always find me writing it most days at. TheNewAmerican.com. That's TheNewAmerican.com. It has the print magazine as well, which you can find on there and subscribe to. Or mm-hmm. LuisAntonioMiguel.com. You can also find me on social media, on Twitter, with the handle at LuisMiguelUS. Also on Facebook with the same handle, at LuisMiguelUS. And on Instagram as well. Right. Uh, Mark, um, 804, do you have a question for uh, Luis? Uh, Mark? Yeah, I'm here. I just wanted to say to follow up on a previous point. Since dinner time uh, this evening, I just checked my email now. I've gotten three more emails about the post office closing. So the Dems are really pushing this in their own ranks, you know, throwing this fear into people. You know, that, oh, my God, your post office is going to close unless you give a donation to the to Lewis or the Congressional Black Caucus. Them and they alone could stop this war with us. I mean, so that's about eight emails a day just on that one topic. Well, and you that's what I wanted to say. I wanted to just alert everyone. That's what's going on inside their uh, tribe, you know, tribal fires. Definitely. Well, the Democrats are really good at at installing fear with people, and but again, it's people that actually buy into their fear, uh, and that's what I've learned. Luis, uh, to close, if you can summarize in thirty seconds, where are we heading with this? Yeah. Well, right now, folks, we're in area 
decisive moment in our history. We're at a moment where we're really going to slide down into ultimately a totalitarian state. The new world order is right on yeah. the horizon if the enemy gets their way. We're also at a moment okay. where we still have the opportunity, thanks to patriots like Trump and patriots in all our local communities, even us, all of us who are listening right now, have the chance to fight for what we know to be true and right, for our constitution, our rights, our families. And I say, let's not sit back and let them get what they want. Let's not sit down and die. This is our chance to prove that we are true inheritors of of our American forefathers who sacrificed everything to create a place of liberty and freedom of God-given rights. Let's live up to that legacy and let's fight now so that our children and grandchildren, you know, years from now, will be able to look back and say that we did our part and we made, we made sure that America remained free for them. Fantastic. Well said. Thank you, Luis. Uh, always, you have a open invitation here. Mark, fantastic. 804-798-804-5698. Thank you. Have a great evening, and God bless America, and we'll have another great show coming back next Thursday. All right. God bless. Bye. Good night.